Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. I'm happy and honored to be sitting here today in, how do you pronounce the name of this place? Um, San Luis Obispo. Obispo. And the voice you just heard is Joe Johnson Jr. of Really Right Stuff. And so it's great to be here with you today, Joe. Thanks, it's great being here with you. So I, what we're gonna do is just have a quick talk and I'm, I'm gonna ask you a few questions about Really Right Stuff. It's no secret that I love this, the gear that you make and uh, it really is a thrill for me to be here, here today with you in your new uh, premises. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, firstly, the history of Really Right Stuff. Um, and I know that you'll be speaking for your dad a lot about this, Joe, Joe Johnson Sr. Right. Uh, who couldn't be with us today. Um, but we're, uh, we're, I'd like to sort of just ask, what's, what, how did Really Right Stuff start? Well, it, it started uh, back in uh, 1990, actually. Oh. It was um, a photographer that um, was really getting into uh, the movement himself. He wasn't a professional photographer, uh, mostly a hobbyist that wanted to get a little bit more serious and saw that there was a need for support for um, his camera equipment. And he loved the Arca Swiss uh, system. Yeah. Uh, that was something that he was really uh, inspired by. Yeah. Um, he did find that there were some, uh, there was a lack of uh, more customized support within that system though. And he wanted to make it so that when you attach a plate to your camera, for example, it wouldn't spin on you. And that was a big problem at the time. Mm. So he decided to come up with his own proprietary system and he uh, was, he basically started the company out of his garage, uh, okay. the, tra the traditional startup yeah. company, and and so so was that was that Joe Senior? No, 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 that, that was another, yeah, okay. his name was Brian Geyer. Uh, he see. was the original owner of the company, and oh, I see. Yeah. It wasn't until uh, several years later that my dad even knew about really right stuff. Um, he, my dad, was was an avid. Photography. He loved photography. He was trying to get into the hobby. Um, he he always enjoyed the more artistic uh, aspects of of the the hobby. Um, at the time, he was actually a businessman uh, living overseas in nice. the Philippines, Taiwan, mainland China, Got it. doing the the business uh, food business actually. I see. And he was using photography as his catharsis, his outlet for his creative side. And so um, it wasn't until he was on a workshop, I believe with John Shaw, that he discovered Really Right Stuff. And then after that workshop, he was a, a customer of Brian's. And um, around 2002, uh, there were, had been some changes in the company that my uh, dad was working at, and he was ready to move on from that industry. And he was looking at some things that he could be doing, and he actually, had a catalog from Brian, saw that he was getting on in his years, and uh, just thought he'd ask if, if he ever had any ideas or uh, thoughts of uh, selling the company. Mm. So he called him up and uh, two in the morning for my dad and just mm. you know asked. And Brian actually said yes, he was. And wow. in fact, right then he was entertaining some offers uh, for the company. So they went into negotiations and uh, just a few months later, my dad bought the company, moved from Shanghai, China, over to uh, Los Osos, actually, which is a tiny little town just neighboring uh, San Luis, and started selling camera plates out of his garage. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a cool story. So, 
after that, you, you probably, I imagine, you, it was you guys, it was probably your dad that brought the, the beauty. I mean, I, love, I really do appreciate that you, you not only create functionally excellent products, but they look, I mean, I, I was saying um, earlier as we were chatting that I'd taken a photo of my 34L and put it on Google Plus and, <laughs> and someone, all I said it was that it looks really sexy and someone told me I should get out more. <laughs> right. um, but I, I really do love it. The first, um, the first product that I bought of yours was the BH55 ball mm -hmm. head on recommendation from a friend. And I, from the moment I saw his, I was just very, the, the knurling, everything on it is just so well done. Where does that come from? Where, where does that aesthetically pleasing uh, aspect of your gear come from? Well, I gotta hand that all to my dad. He's been very much into the uh, aesthetics of, of uh, things that he creates. Uh, he was a carpenter and a house builder is what he, what he used to get himself through school. I see. And from that, it just kind of carried through into his other other aspects of his life and he's always taking great pride in his work and so he's always wanted to come up with something that that he could be very proud of at the mm. end of the day mm. and he has an attention to detail that is hardly surpassed by anybody mm. and his love for art and beauty and architecture and and just the overall fit and finish of, of a product really just he pours all of that energy into uh, the things that he makes and so that's where he draws a lot of his his drive his inspiration from i see I, that that makes a lot of sense that a, a photographer someone that loves the artistic stuff engineering things with the same love so exactly yeah, yeah that's incredible so we, we were talking earlier even on my 34 l um tripod legs that mm -hmm. you've got that weave pattern in there right um, right i that is unique to really write stuff as well, right? That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. It, it, it's something there that not only makes it look really cool, but it actually has a purpose. It, it helps increase the uh, material's ability to absorb vibration as well as give it extra strength. So I see. I see. It, it was kind of two birds with one stone. It looks good and performs better. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been doing some long exposures on the, the windy shores of San Francisco over this last week, and it hasn't moved a millimeter, so Great. It's, it's obviously working. I know that you can't talk very deeply about a lot of this, but you've, you showed me earlier that you have these new prototype machines that will allow you to build prototypes without having to stop your main production line. How will that affect Really right stuff and, and your ability to create and get new products to the market. Well, essentially, it's going to make the process a lot faster. So we'll be able to get products out much uh, quicker in response to the release by other manufacturers. So Canon, Nikon, when they come out with a camera or they um, come out with a new lens, we're going to be able to make a product much more uh, rapidly now that we've got these machines. Yeah, yeah. So... When, when you do a, a prototype, typically how, how many iterations of a prototype will you, will you make? Oh, it really depends on the project. Uh, the really simple projects, like our camera plates, um, it, those could be done in one, maybe two iterations, sometimes uh, three or four, depending mm. on how, how difficult the project was. Mm. The 5D Mark III took several, mm. um, whereas the 
D eight hundred, the Nikon D eight hundred, we were able to get that done in, in one or two. Um, projects like our tripods, oh, like yeah. our yeah, the ball heads, those those take many, many different uh, prototypes. Um, and a lot of it will be simple proof of concept prototypes where we're just trying to nail down one particular issue right. instead of doing the entire project as a whole. And then that way it, it cuts down on, on prototyping as well. I see, I see. So yeah, I, you gave me a quick look at the, at the CAD um, screen earlier and we brought up the, BN, the B, BH55. Right, and uh, I can. I mean, there's a lot in there. I didn't realize that that, that there was so much inside that head. It right. doesn't seem that complicated when you're using it, but I suppose that's the that's because it's been designed well, and you don't have to know about all, all of that stuff. But there's a lot in there, so I can imagine that's going to be a big process. Yeah, there, there. I think there's more than fifty individual parts running inside of the BH55 mm. ball head, and it's difficult to make them all work in tandem with each other so that there's the synergy that everybody appreciates in the after product. Mm. But the, the CAD works and, and having the, uh, uh, the prototyping machines, that really makes the process a lot easier and, and sure. faster. Sure. So you, we, you also touched there on the, the camera plates and I've just picked up a, a new camera plate for my 1DX, uh, Canon 1DX. Mm -hmm. and you you've moved to a modular design there so, right so you can have it just as the base plate or you can have the, the, the make an l plate out of it or an extended l plate with cable room and stuff like that right so is that something that you plan to do more of we do um it'll be on a limited case-by-case uh, -case basis mm. depending on on the camera itself that it, it mates with but it is a design that we love we're, we're really excited about it and we want to have more of those features and other camera body plates um, especially the, the tool, the integrated tool uh, yeah. holder inside the plate. Everyone um, I've shown that to so far not only loves the modular design, but the, the, the fact that you can just store the hex key right there. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's a big plus. Uh, everyone seems to be really enjoying that. Good move. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> how, one, one question that came up to me when I first saw, saw that was, how long do you think that the magnet that holds it in is that going to be pretty much uh, last many many years? It's not going to get weak and start to drop out. It should hold indefinitely, uh, so long as the a the, the the glue holds in. Or sorry, actually, it's it's um, it's a set screw holds the magnet in place. So you okay. should probably go in every once in a while, and make sure that it's tightened down. Got it. Um, but the magnet itself will hold indefinitely. Uh, typically, magnetic items will lose magnetism if you drop them, if you subject them to, subject them to heat. Mm. But normal use, normal it, use. It'll, it'll be fine for yeah. years, longer than the life of the, of the body. And that's probably the big thing, because a lot of the time, the, I know that I end up replacing my L plates every two or three years anyway, right. uh, with the new <laughs> bodies, which is, and that's kind of, I probably should be dropping them on eBay or something, but <laughs> I, I've got a whole stash of, of old L plates. Um, a museum, but, huh? Yeah, yeah. I should probably give them away or something. <laughs> right. um, but that's great. So, what about the the future of really right stuff? Do you have any any new projects that I know that you probably can't talk about them and give your your um, competitors an edge? But right, is there anything new coming up? We have several new projects that we're really excited about. Uh, they should be released 
uh, probably around quarter two of next year, um, right around that time frame. We're really excited about. Uh, we've we've always got something on the burner, mm. so we'll have a few new things that will be coming up. Uh, a new tripod that's going to be quite different from what we currently have, and we're we're really excited about some of the functionality. I, I can't go into the details, sure, but sure. It, it's something that we've been anticipating for a while and, and working out the kinks. And we just got a prototype back for it, and it exceeded our expectations. So. It should be really soon that we're able to get that out. Um, the super secretive projects that we can't really talk about. Sure. Yeah. That that'll be that'll be uh, later next year. So people should just really keep their eye eyes out on the the reallyrightstuff.com website, and uh, you know they, I know that everything you do is going to be excellent, and I'll be I'll be looking forward to taking a taking a look and maybe uh, maybe replacing my 34L <laughs> at some point, but. Um, now that's it. It really has been a pleasure just catching up with you today, and I I wish you the best of luck. You don't really need it. You've got a, you've got a huge user base, I'm sure, and and there are everyone I know that that um, owns anything from really right stuff always seems to fall in love with it. So, but really, it's been a pleasure talking with you today, and uh, best of luck for the future. Yeah, thanks so much, Martin. It's been great having you here, and. And anytime you want to come visit again, we'd love to have you. I, I would love to. I, I actually drove down here this morning um, from Cupertino, three hours. Uh, but it's a nice road as well. I'm going to drive back along the coast and try and grab some. Beautiful photos. drive. Yeah. Beautiful drive. Okay. Well, really, thanks so much, Joe. It's been a pleasure meeting you this morning. Thank you, Martin. Okay. So just a little additional note here at the end. I know the audio quality is not great. I'm recording using my H2 Zoom. Uh, digital recorder as a mic into my computer and then into GarageBand. It's not great, um, but uh, and, and neither was the audio in the interview that we just had. We were in like an, an empty room pretty much, uh, so a lot of echo, but you know, I think I'm figuring that it's better than nothing, so please just bear with me on that for this next few weeks. Uh, but I'm, I'm in my hotel room, it's New York, and I'm leaving for Toronto tomorrow having a great time on doing the Pixels, Pixels to Pigment workshops. We did San Francisco a couple of weeks ago and then New York this last weekend just gone. And we're going to Toronto for the 20, what will it be, 29th, 30th. And we're going to be in London on the 6th and the 7th. And it's just, they're going really well. If, if you'd like to join us on either of those, even if you pick this up quickly, if you're in Toronto, this coming Friday, uh, we have some spaces free still, so you'll be very welcome. Uh, just go to pixels2pigment.com and that's T-O or number two, both will take you there. Um, and you know, we, we're basically streamlining the digital workflow. It's pretty Lightroom centric, but it, it's got value for any photographer really. Um, but then, you know, we're, we're color managing the entire workflow from pixel to pigment so that obviously means that we're, we're getting to printing as well and we really expand on my making the print ebook that we, we put out from craft and vision uh, but we, we do a lot of practical exercises on exposure and on the color management and then on the printing side and we're basically printing for most of the group at the moment and uh, we're just doing soft proofing techniques i'm showing people how i do my prints 
and we're just printing print after print really that just comes straight out of the printer looking beautiful and that's the beauty of it you know it's it, once you've got a control over all of this stuff it all just works there's very stress-free and i'm finding that you know the people that have joined us so far have had lots of great things to say about the the material we're covering and i'm looking forward to getting started in toronto this coming weekend and then over to london the weekend after that if you'd noticed the the australia workshops were cancelled that was really because you know it's a lot of expense to to actually get over to a country and although there were a fair number of people that said that they were going to join us when during the planning phase it didn't happen and so there was you know there was just really a a handful of people that signed up and it wasn't going to be enough to cover my expenses so we we cancelled those but you know the Toronto and London are going ahead I'm traveling now I'm going to be there in just a few days so look forward to seeing you if you can make it and I'd also just like to say you know although that was a, a relatively brief interview with the really right stuff guys we you know we spoke to Joe Jr there uh, but his dad Joe Senior did come back from a business meeting that he had in the morning while I was there and we went out for lunch together and, and it was just great. They, they really are a, an amazing family and an amazing company. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to meeting them again at some point, but do check out their stuff at reallyrightstuff.com as well. So I'm going to be getting off now. I, I do apologize for the quality of this recording, but there's not a lot I can do about it at the moment. Uh, and PNH is closed <laughs> for the uh, for the holidays, so I couldn't run out and buy a new mic either. Okay, uh, you can catch me and everything I'm into at martinbaileyphotography.com, and I'm also on G uh, Google Plus and Twitter and you know all of the social media sites. So catch up with me on your on your uh, social media site of choice, uh, but Google Plus is probably the best place because that's where I spend most of my time these days. Okay, so thanks for listening and take care whatever you're doing and I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye-bye.